are live on the Muskogee Reservation, and you are on the Muskogee Pod. And it's good to have everybody with us for another episode, and uh, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. This is going to be a little bit of a baseball episode, because we're well underway with baseball. And I thought to myself, you know, if I'm going to talk baseball, and I'm here at the Muskogee Nation, i got to get my man, Kali. He's the director of marketing and tourism here at the Muskogee Nation, but he's also a huge, huge baseball fan. Kyle, Step up to the plate and knock one out of the park with me right now. Oh, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Jay. Uh, yeah, it's, couldn't think of a better subject to talk about right, right. now. And, uh, and it's the best time of year right now. The weather's getting warm. Yep. There's baseball being played. And, man, we got an awesome guest today that um, you know, I'm really excited to have here on the podcast. Me too. I mean, that you can smell the grass, crack of the bat, peanuts and cracker jacks, everything you can think of, every cliche you can think of. And, you know, folks out there, if you're wondering, you're – if you're if you're listening to this and you're sitting there and you're going, wonder what wonder what the tie is. I wonder if there's like a, I wonder if there's a baseball tie to the Muskogee Nation. Well, I'm going to tell you there is a big big Muskogee Nation tie to baseball. Uh, a man that should be, and I'm just saying it right now, right here on the Muskogee Pod, that should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's in the Yankees, New York Yankees Ring of Honor. Uh, he's a legend for the Yankees, uh, multiple-time All-Star, great player. The Super Chief, Allie Reynolds, was a Muskogee citizen, uh, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And Kyle, not a lot of people know this, but he's immortalized here at the Muskogee Nation. Tell him about it. Yeah, we do. We have a statue of Allie Reynolds at the Claude Cox Omniplex. So yeah. next time you're there to catch a softball game or a basketball game, make sure you check out the statue. And another cool story, personally, about Allie Reynolds is my grandfather played baseball, and like he um, he played pretty well, and he actually got the bat against Allie Reynolds, and oh. he got a hit on Allie Reynolds. Oh man! And so really? it's his legendary story. That's, he that's always claimed to fame. Always told, yeah, that's everyone uh, you know in this area kind of knew my grandpa from playing baseball, yeah, and uh, you know we think about it, and we talk about Allie going in. He's up for actually. There's two kind of like levels of the Hall of Fame. They have like sort of like a legends level now, um, and he's actually up for that this year. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, it's very exciting. And um, so anybody out there, if you're listening, you're like, oh, who's Allie Reynolds? Kyle, he's great about putting like uh, notes in our episodes and probably put his Wikipedia page for you there, read all about him. Um, but there's also a story that I did. We'll see if we can't fish that up too. But I did a story on Allie uh, when I was doing Native News Today, the television program. I went actually to the former uh, home stadium of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, it was hard for me because I'm a Sooner. Everybody knows that. But I went that day to sort of honor Allie and everything like that. And he was an OSU Cowboy. He's in their Hall of Fame. But they named their stadium after Allie. Oh, wow. So it was Allie P. Reynolds Stadium for years. Um, and when they – Oklahoma State baseball, the golden era was like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, see at Allie P. It was Allie P. This, Allie P. That. So it's kind of a cool little nickname. Now they have one of the nicest parks in the country. And unfortunately, Allie's name didn't go with oh, it. Um, it's O'Brate Stadium now. But uh, I went up and did a story at Oklahoma State that day. And it was so cool because the guy that I interviewed was uh, none other than historic coach Gary Ward. Oh, wow. Everybody huge. knows yeah. Gary Ward, you know, as it took him to so many College World Series appearances. But Gary couldn't have been nicer. And he was like, he was so ecstatic to talk about Allie and that somebody wanted to that's talk great. about Allie. So I was like, man, that's so cool. But man, um, I, and I hate to get off in the woods there, but I just think that man needs as much, you know, notoriety and his name out there as possible. And for us to be, you know, the nation 
to which he belonged. So cool. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, I think uh, Mark Ryle, too, is another Muskogee yeah, uh, uh, citizen that played Major League Baseball. He did. So. And his son, too, Rusty. Yep. And, and uh, the, the Mark's dad, Wiley, is a legend around here in baseball. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. to my grandpa. Him and Wiley were buddies. And so oh, they, man, they played yeah. together. So I've heard many stories from both of them. Yeah. And Wiley was actually kind of an eclectic guy, man. He was not only a baseball coach, but he would like write little short stories and stuff like all. that. And he uh, had all these neat stories. He loved the he was Muskogee Creek and he would always come to us and share things with us. And he wanted to always like figure out ways to get Creek athletes in high school, more notoriety and everything like that. So great family. Um, and it's really cool to, to have all these little ties. And mm-hmm. I, I wonder if people listening are like, Oh man, I didn't know there were so many ties. Yep. Um, but that's why we talk about it. That's why we have the Muskogee pod. That's why we have these type of conversations from our reservation. And I, I got to tell you, you know, today is a very, very special day for me. Um, our guest today is an active major league baseball pitcher. Um, Mr. Ryan Helsley from, you know, my favorite team, the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, it's a pretty neat little connection, too, because I actually coached Ryan. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, man, uh, first time on the Muskogee pod having a guy firing in strikes for a Major League Baseball team. It's pretty cool early on in the podcast uh, to have a Major League Baseball player yeah, on here yeah. and someone who's making impact, you know, right now in the Major Leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Making great impact. He's been, you know, with the Cardinals now for a few years. Um, and we'll talk about his journey a little bit and, the fact that he even surprised his old coach here, um, you know, just, uh, you know, making it as far as he did and um, doing as well as he has. And so everybody's proud of him. But not only that, um, he's been an advocate and a voice for Indian country. You know, he's not just out there pitching. Uh, he's using his stature and uh, his place in this world to make a difference and bring things out. And um, it's been great to see. Um, and, and we'll get to his conversation here in just a moment. But, Kyle, I wanted to talk a little bit about, too, um, as we talk about baseball, you know, not a lot of people know either um, that the Muskogee Nation has a great partnership with our own AA affiliate right here on the Muskogee Reservation, and that's the Tulsa Drillers. Um, they're actually an affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are, um, you know, champions and, and have been champions and are a great organization, a, a reputable historic organization. And it's great having the drillers right here on the reservation, but not only that, but they see us as a viable partner too. Can you talk about how you've kind of, you know, yeah, been a part of that partnership? So working with the drillers is one of my favorite parts of my job, just because they see the importance of honoring us and being good partners to us. Um, I know a few years ago um, I approached, we were discussing our partnership for the year and uh, I was kind of new in my role and want to do something different. And so I approached them about doing, um, you know, a special jersey for the game that uh, we were going to sponsor. And they were, you know, fully embraced that idea. And and that was uh, three seasons ago The Tulsi jersey was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had it three years now in a row. And um, they want to be able to give us a platform to showcase our culture mm-hmm. and also involve our citizens. You know, it's so usually when we have those games, we, we invite, you know, 500 people there and, uh, typically, the uh, national anthem is, is sang in our language, yeah. and um, Chiefs on the first pitch each season. He's got quite an arm, you know. Yeah, he does. He actually throws from the mound. He does. You know, uh, yeah. actual windup. There's no, like, ceremonial, you know, first pitch about this. Nope. You know, he really gets out there and tries to fire it in. He does. And, and one thing that's cool about this year, so we will have Muskogee Nation Night this year uh, in June. It's going to be on June 10th. And We'll talk another episode probably about the details. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, hopefully we can get yeah. the drillers on. Yeah, but yeah. just to give you a sneak peek, we are doing something special this time. It'll be a different uh, look on the jersey. But one thing that's cool that it's going to be all season long, whether you go to a game now or, or that night, is um, 
there there is a bit of a land acknowledgement at One Oak Field now. Yes. So, um, and the concourse now, there's a signage um, near the uh, team store that says, um, welcome to the Muskogee Creek Nation Reservation. So cool, man. So, and it's actually, like, right where the reservation, right? It is. Yeah. It's yeah. right there on our, you know, on our like reservation. Boundary line. It's really close <laughs> to the boundary line. So cool, um, So that's really cool. We talked about finding a way to, um, you know, for them to acknowledge the land that they're on. And so to, for them to do that, you know, it was really special. And like I said, they've just been great partners for us, and we hope to continue that relationship going forward. Absolutely. And uh, I'm fired up about that partnership, fired up about today's episode. Let's not waste another second. Let's get to uh, our today today's honored guest. And um, this was uh, pre-taped. We taped it a little bit before the season started, um, but we, we definitely wanted to take the chance and 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 strike while the iron was hot to get Ryan um, on the show with us. Uh, taped that interview, uh, you know, last year. Um, kind of dealt with some injuries, so we kind of caught him as he was rehabbing and getting ready. So we were excited. He was excited. And without further ado, uh, relief pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, Mr. Ryan Helsley, here on the Muskogee Pod. All right, so excited today to be welcoming on to the Muskogee Pod, Mr. Ryan Helsley. He is a relief pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals in Major League Baseball by way of Northeastern State University, by way of Sequoia High School in Tahlequah, and by way of the For Love of the Game All-Indian Baseball Team coached by yours truly. I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) But Ryan, (laughs) thanks for being with us, brother. It's really good to have you on the show and haven't got to talk to you in a long time, but uh, so proud of the things you've done. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys asking me to be on here, and glad I could help out. Now, I tell everybody this all the time, and 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 it's funny because seeing what you do now, um, I'm like, you got to believe me. So this kid, he played for me, but he didn't pitch, and now he's a <laughs> professional pitcher. I just had him in the outfield. <laughs> I think he's batting yeah. like six or seven hole or whatever. But you were a younger guy. But man, let's start there. Um, that's the first time I had met you, and uh, I believe you may have just been a sophomore, maybe a junior at Sequoia High School, and uh, came out for tryouts for the team. Uh, for Love of the Game is an all-Indian organization. We had uh, tryouts, taking a team out to Phoenix, Arizona, for the uh, Native American Baseball Invitational put on by the Diamondbacks. Also took a team up to Buffalo, New York, for the New Era Cap Classic. And uh, here comes Ryan Helsley from uh, Sequoia, and I thought, man, uh, they play a lot of basketball over Sequoia. Let's see what kind of baseball they got. But uh, came in there and talk a little bit about that, man, and how that was kind of, uh, you know, our first experience. But it was quite an experience, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell everybody I never really pitched growing up. You know, I'd pitch if people asked me to, but I wasn't much of a pitcher. I played the infield, and like you said, I played the outfield for you. And I always thought I could swing the bat probably better than I really did. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was always wanting to be the guy hitting homers, not – pitching you know I always thought that was more fun but uh you know that was a great experience we had moving out there in Arizona man I mean I think it was after my sophomore year of high school so that was really my first time I'd been that far away from home to play ball you know we took those uh vans out there and stuff or whatever we drove 18 (laughs) hours crammed in those vans and stuff so that's something I'll always remember and um you know it was a blast and I'm, I'm glad that was a part of my journey. Well, Ryan, first off, I can't believe that someone who throws in the upper 90s was not pitching at that age. But secondly, what was it like having this guy as your coach? Yeah, I mean, he made it a lot of fun. From what I remember, it was very, you know, laid back, you know, just kind of let us do our thing and just let us have fun. I think that's what it should be about when you're that young and at that age. You know, I 
think a lot of kids get burned out nowadays and you know parents might push them a little too hard and I think it should just be more about kids having fun you know when you get a little older and go into your bodies a little bit I think then you can kind of start stressing things a little more on you yeah and at that time you know that's what it was all about for me I wasn't too much you know older like probably than some of the coaches that you had had before but mm-hmm. I was a little bit more of a younger coach and I was uh you know felt free to like uh, get in with you guys and, and make it fun and it was just a lot of fun a lot of memories and everything like that that, that uh, like you said I'll remember for the rest of my life there's so many things I could tell and there's but what's crazy is there's so many guys that went on from that group that did so well in their careers you know um uh, Mitch, who was a, a Cherokee citizen as well, just like yourself, went mm-hmm. on to Southern University and uh, Southern Virginia and played football and baseball. And you guys all did different things. But I seen you show up at Northeastern State and I said, man, um, I know he's going to be successful there. And then I seen you start pitching and, you know, you're getting the radar uh, gun lighting up a little bit and I'm like, okay. And they're starting to get scouts looking at him. And now we're talking about a draft and, and then I see my, my guy show up in the fifth round, and it's my team for the for my entire life, my favorite team. And I'm just nuts about the St. Louis Cardinals. And all of a sudden, uh, my guy's going to the St. Louis Cardinals, and I was just over the moon. I mean, I couldn't believe it. What was your feeling when you got drafted and, and, and knowing that it was going to be, you know, the second winningest uh, franchise in baseball history? You know, I, during the whole – like pre-draft process I had never really talked to the Cardinals much so they weren't even really on my radar you know and on the draft day I was actually at home and um, I was outside you know and I got a phone call from my agent at the time and he's like hey the Cardinals want to take you into fifth round um you know do you want to go and I was like you know heck yeah like I grew up <laughs> for, for the Cardinals too and um I remember Yachty and uh Pujols you know when they were playing together then and I always tell people I was a baseball fan but I wasn't ever too deep into it you know because I was always outside playing baseball myself or doing something else outside or, you know, just being a kid. So, um, but yeah, man, it was awesome. And I I love this organization and I'm excited for this year and for what's to come. Ryan, you mentioned Yachty and I I can't imagine what that kind of changes to go from pitching, you know, to college catchers or just other catchers are talented also, but just like going to a veteran like Yachty or Molina. um, How does it impact your pitching throwing to a veteran like that? Yeah, man, it almost makes it, super simple you know it kind of takes all the thinking out of it when you have someone like that who's you know going to be a legend for the rest of baseball history and um you know to have a guy like that on your team and to be a leader on our team it you know as a young guy coming up it I think it really made the game a lot less stressful you know because you can really trust and have faith and believe in what he's calling and what he's seeing you know and you're just gonna grip and rip I guess to put it in the simplest terms so um you know to have guys like him and Wayno who are Cardinals legends and baseball legends as well to play with them. You know, it's been a honor and a blessing uh, and a dream come true. So, you know, you look at major league baseball and the landscape of the players, we've got uh, all kinds of people uh, from all kinds of different backgrounds that are infusing the game, uh, Latin America, uh, Asian uh, folks like Tani, uh, you know, coming over and, and being the player that he is. And um, you got all, like I said, all kinds of backgrounds um, are represented in Major League Baseball. And you're one of the few Native American players. Um, and I know that that's important to you and that platform that you have coming from Sequoia, understanding, living it every day, your life there in high school, and then staying home uh, for college, uh, being in Tahlequah, the, the capital city of the Cherokee Nation, which you're a citizen 
Um, but you not only went and, and made the highest level of your sport um, and was representing in that way, um, but you took a chance to use your platform um, and was, have been one of the only players to step out and be vocal about Native issues when you came out publicly and said, hey, this tomahawk chop when I go to Atlanta Stadium um, is a little inappropriate, I feel, being a Native American. What, can you take us back to that and just talk a little bit about how that felt to have that platform and then step out in that way? Yeah, you know, I mean, I was, it was obviously in the playoffs, and I was actually headed out to stretch that day, and um, I was coming out front of the tunnel, about to run onto the field, you know, and like six or seven reporters kind of run up and just kind of rush me, you know, I wasn't really expecting it, and they're just like, hey, you know, how do you feel about the chop? Like, what, is, what does it mean to you? You know, like, how does, does this offend you or anything like that? And I think it just kind of portrays natives in a negative light, not who they really were, you know, yes. um, or are today. And I think it just gives the, the wrong ideas about who we are as a people and, like, who our history was, you know, and negative stigmatisms that are, you know, kind of portrayed as what Native Americans were and how they act, you know, which couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, and I'm glad you talk about, you know, what you really were talking about rather than what the headline said, because I think it was at a time, you made those comments at a time when a lot of people were maybe negative on folks, but just being easily offended or maybe triggered by things that maybe they should let go. And what you were saying was, hey, I'm not so much as offended as I'm trying to say that this is just inaccurate. You know, um, natives aren't some kind of like cartoon character or like some kind of caveman type of thing where we're just making a noise for no reason and waving our arms, right? Right. I mean, in, in every movie you see it, we're portrayed as these warriors. And yes, we fought, but, you know, we were much more in tune with like, you know, Mother Earth, so to speak, and you know, like our inner beings and things like that, um, which is a whole nother topic for a whole nother story. But, you know, uh, we, uh, I, had, I had a great, I had great support. You know, I had people from all over the world, Australia, the UK, you know, it's saying thank you for speaking up, you know, and obviously I had some negative backlash from some people, but, you know, I, d- I think it was definitely a good position to take. And I got a lot of support from my teammates and the Cardinals front office and things like that. So um, definitely didn't regret anything I said. And I was glad I was able to get that out there. Ryan, we really appreciate the positive role model you are for citizens and other, you know, Native people around the country. And um, I know you you have a goal to create a positive impact around the community and around the Cherokee Nation. Can you talk a little bit about what you do now and what you hope to do in the future, maybe um, to impact your local home community? Yeah, you know, so the past couple of years, it's been kind of tough with COVID and everything going on. But uh, my first, I want to say four or five off seasons, I um, tutored the kids there at the Cherokee Immersion School in Tahlequah. We uh, would help them in the after school program for a couple hours with their English homework because during the day they're, they're speaking Cherokee so I would be there to help those kids and kind of give back and, and I don't think those kids understood who I really was and at the time I wasn't even in the big leagues but you know I just wanted to give back and kind of let those kids know that you know almost like we're all human you know like I'm a, I'm a real person because I think at times you know you look up to these public figures and you almost seem like these make-believe or people that we can't approach or talk to you know so I just try to be as real as I can and just be a role model for those kids you know and that they can do whatever they want, whether it's baseball or be a doctor or whatever it may be or own a business, you know. I just try to help them. And, you know, hopefully in the future when everything settles down, I can, you know, maybe run some camps or, you know, make some appearances somewhere and just um, show face and shake some hands and maybe sign some autographs and stuff because, you know, that stuff means a lot to me. And I know if I grew up um, in Tahlequah or somewhere close and had someone like that, 
was willing to come see me as a kid. You know, I know I would have probably thought the world of that. So I um, was trying to give back to the future generations and be a positive role model for the next kids coming up. Man, Ryan, you're, you know, you do a lot. You've got a lot on your plate, a busy schedule. I think you're about to get a little bit busier uh, growing that family a little bit. Talk a little <laughs> bit about that, man, and how probably excited you are. Your mom, Sherry, I remember her. I know she's probably beaming, but uh, talk a little bit about that and what you got going a little bit that's going to be a little bit more on your plate, if you can possibly fathom yeah, you that. Know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I got a great wife. She's a She's awesome, too. She's about to graduate optometry school, so I think she'll be a rock star of a mom. And obviously, she'll have to take on the bulk of it with me traveling so much. And um, But I'm excited. You know, I'll be there as much as I can and, you know, support her and support the baby. And, you know, I'm super excited to be a dad. And I know my parents are super pumped. Brothers are happy to be um, uncles, you know. And my whole family was ecstatic when we told them. They couldn't believe it. Um, so, I mean, I'm super pumped. I mean, can't wait. I think it's August 22nd to due date, so still a few months away, but uh, can't wait. So, so happy for you. And guy comes from a great family. Let me tell you, all of his brothers, too, stud athletes as well. And, and so those guys were – they had a time. And Sequoia loved having them, let me tell you. Well, Sequoia's athletics is so big there. And, you know, here in Okmulgee, we've got the Muskogee Dome. And over the past few years, we've been fortunate enough to have um, – host some high school and college basketball there. And a couple of years ago, we had Sequoia playing in the – uh, is it regionals or area? I can't remember I think which it was one. Regionals. Yeah. yeah, and just the fan base is amazing. Oh my gosh, man. I, I know one of the other schools showed up late, um, and there was no seats left because Sequoia <laughs> took up <laughs> half the dome. I, I, I can't imagine that what that was like in high school playing in front of crowds like that. Oh man, it was a blast. You know, football every Friday night. The stadium was packed, and then we always traveled really well for basketball. No matter where we played, you know, we always. Especially state, I feel like we were probably one of the, especially how small of a school we were, you know, being all native communities. I think that was really something people, you know, love to support. And, you know, we, we would pack out the big house. We wouldn't quite fill it up, but we definitely had our support there, you know. And I, I love my time at Sequoia, and I would, I would do it over again today if someone let me. That's how much I loved it there. Yeah, we were thrilled to have them at the Dome, um, especially having a native school, you know, yeah, in the they, playoffs. They put that bracket out, and we were like, Okay, we've got a potential Sequoia Adair matchup. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was our. I think it was our second year to have um, high school playoffs, and just I think it really put us on the map with you know the OSSA. Yeah. Just say, hey, this is a legit place to host, and if we can fit Sequoia fans in, then you know we could we could fit almost any crowd. Um, uh, I know you talked about traveling a little bit earlier. Um, is, do you have a favorite ballpark to play in besides Bush? Oh, uh, I mean. I get asked this question a lot, and it's so hard to answer. I mean, they're all unique and different in the home with. You know, I'm excited to go to all of them that I've been to and get more excited to visit the ones I haven't been to, you know. So, I mean, I mean, Wrigley's always fun. You know, it's a division rival. They pack the house. They're really fun and young and energetic there, and they make the game a lot of fun. It feels like they're right on top of you. And, I mean, like I said, they're all kind of unique and different in their own ways. So, they all, they're all cool. I mean, if you can visit one and watch a game, no matter who it is, I would suggest doing it because there's nothing quite like a big league baseball game yeah no kidding and I, I used to live in st louis for a few years and so i've experienced some of the culture there and there are a couple there's some things that only people that live or, or from st louis can get so i gotta get your take on a couple of things and the first one being would be Provel cheese and emo's pizza uh is that a thumbs <laughs> up or thumbs down from you I'm not much of a cheese guy, uh, but emo's is good i i don't actually eat out that much you know we're freaking so spoiled with you know, the way they treat us with our food and stuff. So I had hardly ever 
eat out, you know, because I don't have to, and nor do I really have time to. So, uh, and on off days, you know, I'm usually probably going to like Cheesecake Factory or something, getting my sweet toothpick oh, yeah. so I can. <laughs> yeah, one thing good about St. Louis, there is a really good food scene. If you do have some time to get out and eat, yeah, sure, uh, lots of good places. It's a, it's a cool city. And I know the question I always ask everyone there was like, "Where do you go to high school?" I don't know why that's such a big thing there, but like for some reason, everyone asks that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that question in St. Louis. Well, and then the, the little you know, towns around, oh, yeah. everybody's like, are you from here? Are you from here? Or, you know, it's, it's, uh, where was the place that you were from Kyle that you, uh, what's the place it's called there where I lived? Yeah. Uh, well, I lived in St. Louis, but then I also lived in Cape Girardeau, which Cape is Girardeau, about a hundred miles right. south of St. Louis. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I've been, I've been through there many times driving back and forth to Memphis. Uh, oh yeah. Got sent down a couple of times in 19. So I know all about Cape <laughs> Girardeau. Yeah. I, I worked at the casino there. It's, it's a cool little town on the river. Um, it's a, it's a neat downtown. Hey Ryan, I gotta say, man, you know, right now you're preparing for the season and and rehabbing, really. You know, last year um, you had some problems with the elbow, had knee surgery in the off season. How are your elbow and your knee? And uh, and I saw yesterday or a couple of days ago, whatever, uh, you posted that you throwing off a uh, throwing off a mound and and back hitting mm-hmm. 97. I know Cardinal fans everywhere, including this one, are glad to hear that um, that you're going to be back to form. Uh, and, and how are you feeling right now, just physically? Yeah, I'm feeling good, you know. Uh, I had a little scope done on my left knee. had some knee pain there, 20 and 21. So it was just uh, got that cleaned up, and it's feeling great now, man. I had uh, been, all, been rehabbing all off season, and uh, my elbow feels good too now. I mean, I took eight weeks no throw um, and just slowly built up like I normally would. I got hurt early enough in the season with, you know, like six weeks left that, you know, I'd if there was a time to get hurt, that was probably the time to get hurt, you know, so I wasn't getting start, started later on my rehab. I had a little bit of extra time to get caught up, and um, it's been going great, though. I mean, I'm on what would have been a normal throwing routine for spring, but um, now kind of have to make some adjustments with the delay. But, you know, I've been throwing live once a week on Fridays usually. Um, and it's been good. You know, I'm happy with where, you know, my velo's at and how my pitches are playing. So just trying to build off of that and get started on the right foot this year and, Hopefully, have a healthy 2022 season. Awesome. Now, I got to ask you on our first, very first episode of this uh, podcast, we had Sterling Harjo. Uh, I want to know have you watched Reservation Dogs or you checked it out any at all? No, I haven't. I've seen some like gifs and memes of it online, but I actually have not watched a single episode of it. Oh man, I know I know you're busy, but you're gonna have to get on that FX on Hulu. We'll check it out, and uh, I I know you'll. I love mean, it. I got some time right now. I might have to check it out. You're gonna have to check it out, man. I you'll you'll get it, and you'll think it's hilarious for sure because it it deals with so many different things. But what what do uh, what do you watch whenever you don't uh, you don't got baseball on your hands or anything like that? What's what's some shows that we should uh, check out, or maybe some podcasts uh, that you listen to? Let's see. I mean, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Anytime that is on, I freaking I love Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So I watch. I've I've watched that like 20 times. I'm sure you guys know what that is. Oh but, yeah, uh, Anthony's over here like freaking out. He like he, he <laughs> Anthony just looked at that. me and he he mouthed one ring to roll them all. <laughs> and they have a new show coming out too, yeah. right on Amazon. I know. So, I'm so yeah, pumped. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, man. I'm not much of a show watcher. Yeah. I mean, I. I usually just kind of put something on at night to kind of wind down. and. I got you. Like you said, Did we're, you like, we're so busy with travel and stuff, and don't have much time to kind of get invested in something else, you know? Now, I know you like Lord of the Rings, but did you like the Hobbit ones that came out after, too, or just the Lord yeah, of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, I, like, okay. I like the Hobbit a lot. I mean, I think if I had to pick, the Lord of the Rings is better, but, I mean, I mean, I like them both a lot. Okay, okay cool, cool. And now, you're, you, of course, your favorite podcast is the Muskogee Pod. 
Yeah, yeah. You, exactly. you listen number to that one, one all yeah, the time. Yeah. Subscribe, you know, he's number yeah. one subscriber. Cool. All the way to number one now. Appreciate yeah. that. Check will be in the mail. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, hey, man, um, we'll, we'll let you get going. We know you got a lot going on and everything like that, but want to wish you the best in your recovery. Uh, Kyle, did you have anything else for Ryan Now we just appreciate you being on here, and uh, good luck this season. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, Ryan, like I said, uh, great best of luck to you, and uh, can't thank you enough for making time for us today. And, and as Kyle and I both kind of mentioned and, and, and touched on a little bit, uh, such a role model for our Native youth uh, that they can come from right here in Oklahoma off the Cherokee Reservation, the Muscogee Reservation, uh, make something of themselves and, and make their communities and their tribes proud by not only mm-hmm. being there and saying I'm Cherokee, but standing up for what's right and, and being visible and saying, hey, you know, uh, this is who we are. This is who you may think we are, but that's inaccurate. And to point that out is very important, especially from the pedestal that you hold. So you're doing a great job, young man, and I can't say how proud of you I am. Appreciate that. Thanks, guys, for having me. And I'm glad I could be here today. And uh, look forward to maybe seeing you guys in the stand sometime soon. You bet. You bet. All right. Thanks a lot. Ryan right. Helsley, uh, St. Louis Cardinals relief pitcher, and I uh, can't wait to see him. Uh, back on the bump this year, uh, hopefully uh, hovering around that career, you know, ERA he's got, which is pretty sparkling. Let me tell you, the guy does a great job. Man. man, it was so great to have Ryan on the Muskogee pod and uh, talk a little bit about where uh, he, you know, kind of had a journey to to get to this season that's going on in, in Major League Baseball and going through the rehab and rehashing, standing up for Indian country in, in his high school days and his progression as a player. And it's just really cool to just talk with him and, and have him on the program and, and get an inside look and, and what goes into a professional athlete's regiment, um, especially when they're coming back from injury. And, you know, Kyle, we recorded, so it's been a, a little bit now, but uh, they're, they're well into the season and he's having a great year. Yeah, when we recorded that episode, there was still a labor strike going on. And uh, so yeah, we, we just, like, didn't even know if they were going to play. Right. Yeah. And uh, luckily we caught him before. You know, he would have been in spring training at <laughs> yeah, that time. So yeah. we caught him before the season started. And uh, he was still rehabbing, but he's been pitching and his numbers are quite impressive they so are. far this season. I think uh, you, just the other day, the fastest pitch for this season at 103? 103 miles an hour. Oh, that, that unhittable. That's crazy. Yeah. If you throw that for a strike, you're, you know. That's fine. You're not. You're not. Nobody's hitting that. No one's hitting him at all right now. Yeah. He's, he's only allowed one hit so far this season. Wow. And uh, he struck out. Season. He's pitched eight innings yeah. and struck out sixteen guys. Wow. Okay. So good luck. Two if you're, strikeouts it, an inning. Yeah. I mean, if you're batting against him, good luck. Yeah. If you're a relief pitcher, that's exactly what you want. And and really going into the season, the Cardinals were sort of unsure in that closer role. If if you're not a baseball fan out there, the closer basically. He does just that. He comes in in the ninth inning to get three outs. And if you've got a one or two run lead, you want that shut the door closer. And they were going to sort of go with the committee closer uh, role. And, and they didn't know who they kind of wanted to go with. And they still may not. But, man, if a guy's pitching like that, that's pretty locked down. And he may end up being the closer for the team. Yeah, how do you argue with 103 miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. everyone's striking out? I mean, we we could be talking about an all-star season here yeah, before you know it. Possibly. And like I said, man, it was so funny to to, to call him up and, and at the time, you know, talking about would you come on the Muskogee pod and knowing what kind of guy he is, what kind of kid he was, I, I knew he would probably be, be down with it. But it was just kind of funny because as we talked about at the time, he was rehabbing but also the, the lockout and everything. And so he didn't really know 
when they were going to start playing again. And um, I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, you know, Muskogee Pod, uh, we're just getting it going. Love to have you on, talk about your uh, career and all that. And he was like, and I said, you know, what'd be, would there be a good time maybe where you could do it? And he's like, anytime right now. And he's yeah. like, I'm good. <laughs> I can't even go work out at the facilities or, you know, we, we don't talk much and, and stuff like that about uh, what's going on. And I, I told him, you know, we'd stay, we don't talk about that anyway. We wanted to talk to him about, um, you know, being a tribal citizen at the highest level of his sport and really, you know, being a, an ambassador for tribal people with the things that he's done. So. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it's pretty cool to get a major league athlete or a pro athlete on the podcast yeah. this early on. Hopefully, the yeah. first of you know many to come. Yeah, I know. Whenever we were, like I said, whenever we were locking it up, I thought this would be great, and and um, it'll be good, a good opportunity for us as a new podcast to sort of jump out yep. there and, and get somebody like that. So, so thankful to uh, Ryan Helsley, and uh, great seeing his uh, career just continue on the up and up, and really nice to see him bounce back from injury and not definitely. just have you know, success, but, you know, like you said, having some of the better stats in, in relief pitching in the league thus far. Oh, yeah, and I uh, appreciate you having me on the pod with you today. Talk yeah. a little baseball. Yeah, absolutely, and we're well into the season now. I mean, we're we're rolling, and so it's summertime, and uh, a lot, lot of stuff happening, a lot of exciting things for, for us um, as the tribe, too, um, in, in partnerships like that, and those are things that uh, we'll, we'll be glad to have on the pod in the coming weeks, and um, let everybody sort of in on great things that we do in the area, uh, not only in, in partnership with businesses, but uh, franchises as well. So it's really it really a lot of fun. And Kyle, it was great having you on with us today. Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap us up for this episode. Ryan Helsley, uh, keep firing strikes, 103 miles an hour. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we'll keep an eye on his career. And if you want to follow him, there's so many ways to do that and uh, check him out on online or any of the social media platforms. And Kyle does a great job with the uh, episode notes and stuff like that. So it's all there for you. Uh, until then, this will be uh, us wrapping up the Ryan Helsley episode. It's been another great one on the Muskogee pod where we have conversations from our reservation. See you next time. <laughs>